0: Hello and welcome to the NXT Generation podcast. I'm Chris Chopping. I'm joined this week by Phil Cooper. Hello. And he's returning to the podcast for a second time, and we're going to be reviewing this week's NXT wrestling show from mm-hmm. the WWE. And uh, it was a fun one this week. I enjoyed it. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm getting more into it, more and more. Phil, I should explain, isn't as um, kind of regular wrestling fan as, as our usual co-hosts. You've no. been on the podcast once before. You. Yeah. Used to watch wrestling back during the Attitude Era, a bit more Stone yeah. Cold and the yeah. Rock and people like that, and so I'm trying to sort of get you back into it. Yeah, and it's
1: working. This was great. Today was really good. I'm starting to get the feel of it. I got to stop comparing it to, um, but like I said, the wrestling today. I mean, so what, with NXT, next they because
0: they don't seem like amateurs. They're not amateurs. Yeah. They're it's kind of the developmental. Yeah. Uh, side of WWE. Oh, okay, so they're so trying to figure out some maybe. of them. They'll have already been training in the performance centre yeah. and they're kinda of bring brought then through. Yeah. Um, but then also some of them will have already wrestled for years on the independent circuit right, okay, or okay. for different companies. No, and sense. then they get brought into NXT to kind yeah. of uh, learn the WWE house style and, and certain things that they might not have learned if they're wrestling on independent shows like facing the hard cam and things like that. Oh. Okay. But some of them are already brilliant oh, thanks wrestlers. Man. Yeah, yeah. So the we start opened this week with Tyler Breeze against Jackson Riker as Tyler Breeze came out we see the one with the phone yeah I could yeah. hear you were sat next to me I could hear you already giggling oh right the only, minute Tyler Breeze came out it
1: was only because and, and correct me if I'm wrong in this mm-hmm. but I feel like obviously they're working on characters and stuff and they're trying to figure out what sells and what doesn't sell and what like you know it's hard to know what the wrestling character scenes what sticks and what's just absolutely mad you're not going to good to right, yeah. but I feel like his character's obviously this narcissist right self-involved mm-hmm. guy um, but what I was laughing at was when someone is someone who's coming out and is just looking at himself on his phone. Yes. Which, if you're a narcissist, obviously I get it that you you want to just be constantly what like filming your own face. Mm. But he is coming out to a room full of fans, so I feel like he's already got an immediate audience.
0: I guess yeah. you think? Well, I guess he's he's just in love with his own image as the gimmick, rather than yeah. He doesn't really care what other people think. Cause he's, right. He's just happy. He just wants to look at himself and kind of. He used to come out with like a selfie stick a few years ago. Damn. Okay. Yeah, the selfie I guess selfie sticks aren't really a thing. Did anymore. he ever use that as a weapon? That's quite. Cool. I can't remember. Cause I I, did, I didn't no. see a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I back talk, well, but.
1: Um, the other thing I was laughing at, and mm. I, know, again, I could just be. I could have missed the point, but. Uh, is that this guy is someone who's trying to be trendy stuff involved, obviously like I guess he's filming himself on Instagram or whatever. But then his wrestling attire, he's gone for like deep eighties. He hasn't gone for like a trendy cool like you know. He literally his color his color scheme was like,
0: you know, lit. Hulk Hogan, like, is purple and... It feels like it's probably Vince McMahon's idea of what fashionable is. Is it? I mean, it, it won't be. Like, Vince McMahon doesn't really have much to yeah. say over NXT. But it, I think definitely in wrestling, like, things are about 10, 20 years behind when it comes to fashion, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, It'd just
1: be if I was, like, coming in here with all this attitude and, you know, big bravado and then I was wearing a sort of ski jacket...
0: Very fluffy. Very fluffy yeah. Yeah, 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 but it,
1: but his wrestling—I mean, he was great in the ring. Like really,
0: he looks he looks like a couch couch cushion in that jacket. But... <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's great. In the ring. He's one of my favourites actually. on yeah. NXT, um, but because he, he was NXT champion years ago, yeah. he had a spell on the main roster that didn't necessarily work out the best for him. Oh okay. Hasn't come off for injury, and he's back on, and he's come back to NXT now. Yeah. And. Well, we'll get to it in a minute, because he was facing Jackson Riker. Mm-hmm. What did you make of Jackson Riker? Um, again, thought he was good. bored into his character a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm. I think he sold it. very like. He, I guess it's an easier sell, that what he's doing. So it's not like he has to...
0: Well, he's just the, kind of the big, tough, destroyer yeah. bloke, right? He's yeah. got his two mates with him. Um, they've been simply be pushing these guys, the Forgotten Sons, for a while on NXT. Um, generally, on the podcast, the consensus is that they're a bit dull. Really, um, as a as a group, there's not much going from bit, not much, a very exciting gimmick. What's there like, Just these kind of three tough, tough guys, in guys in jackets, three, like, bikers, not much tough, kind of personality yeah. going on. But that said, there was a brilliant spot where um, Tyler Breeze kind of had the uh, advantage and the momentum, and he was he seemed to kind of have things going in his favour, and then he leaped towards Jackson Riker Oh yeah! And got caught in midair yeah, yeah. and slammed. With something that wasn't quite a choke slam, but it had that same sort same of impact, of, was and it yeah. made Jackson Ryker look like a, I can just catch it's you just like in mid-air a doll, when you like, yeah, and just slam you into the mat. That was a great moment. That was
1: really cool. That looked really difficult to pull off. That's, well, that's what I was talking about. When I saw that, I was like, I mean, what if this is like I said? I thought it was amateurish, but it's obviously not. Um, but uh, that was the moment, that that moment for me was like I really was like, oh, these guys know, like mm. they know what they're doing in it.
0: And so Tyler Tyler Breeze as well, he's, he's been on the main roster as I say, he's come back to, to NXT recently, I really like him but they've mostly kind of jobbed him out and having to lose to other guys that they're yeah. trying to kind of build up and I thought that was the way it was going to go here. So I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised when he stole a win over Jackson Riker. Yeah. And I kind of wrapped, uh, wrapped him up in a... So uh, what does that mean for him now, has he gone through to... No, it's just a, a match, oh, they're a kind match of feuding, yeah, so wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like a tournament or a... Um, anything like that is just literally just a match as far as I'm aware it's just like a the feud they're having and then so he won but then all three of the Forgotten yeah, Sons yeah. got in the ring he and tried so to like, kind of fight back but yeah. they got him in a corner they're battering him and then there's a run in from his tag team partner another guy presumably you don't recognise from before I don't. a guy called Fandango yeah now Fandango came out Yeah. his gimmick previously was he was like a dancer Oh cool! And his entrance music was actually a minor hit on the UK charts a couple of years ago. After, no after way! It was on WrestleMania. What was it? Well, his, his music basically goes like. But that's not. Da, 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 da. That was in the it? That's, 70s when he, that's, that's that, like that song. Love you, baby. Yeah. And then, but it's just like that instrumental yeah. bit of it is, is, and I'm not sure how that doesn't infringe on copyright or how that's allowed to be a hit. In so its own his right.
1: theme music was a UK chart.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, doing yeah. that. Just doing that. But it was the lyrics. No, just that, that music, and people oh. enjoyed all the The crowd enjoyed dancing. A I lot. mean, that's
1: very upsetting in terms of where we're at with if if a wrestling. I mean, I love wrestling theme music, but their mm. place
0: places for the ring. You know? <laughs> where like, what's gonna like?
1: I mean, "Sexy I mean, Boy" is gonna be number three, is it?
0: But when Shawn Michaels, if he ever dies, I want "Sexy Boy" to go straight to so the, number to one. The yeah, in tribute. <laughs> <laughs> he, he and we will have a tear in our eyes. We he was a, he was, he, he was, was a sexy you. boy of our hearts.
1: Goes on a bit though, when you just listen to it. I've done that
0: in the car. I've just whacked on. It's great though. Yeah. I can listen to it all day. I, okay. either, I either want that to be uh, number one or I want Elton John to. Uh, release a new version of "Candle in the Wind" with lyrics about Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and I, mean, I, I don't even. He doesn't even need to wait for Shawn Michaels to die. From for, to he to will do that. I, I, I just, John. I just want Elton John to release a version of "Candle in the Wind" about Shawn Michaels, living or dead.
1: Wasn't that song originally not about Diana, but that guy who died, uh, going to the moon or whatever it was? Didn't someone die or oh, like um, it Reagan? Was,
0: no, it was about I'll um, get Norma it. Jean. JK. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. I was yes. on my way there. Yeah, you were close with the guy who went to the moon thing, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was the right era, Chris. I finally got it, didn't I? It, it was the right era? Yeah, 60s. Oh, era. Okay, era. sure. You, I've only ever read that word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just like that you were getting something wrong, and the word that you were saying was era. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Um, oh, we so anyway, all so learned something. So Fandango. Right the dancing gimmick wrestler yeah, runs out to the make rim. the save what I love is he came in looking really tough mm. he was dressed kind of like an action movie star yeah, like a Bruce Willis type yeah. he was incredibly ripped Yeah, blue jeans, jeans up, yeah. white vest he tore off the he vest, he was vest really off. ripped underneath yeah. uh, and yet his name's still Fandanko <laughs> <laughs> like doesn't really fit with the gimmick but well
1: I think that's quite nice though to me it was like oh it's nice to have that contrast you know Bit like sort of, I don't know, if is the right word, but you know, but sensitive I, and, and yeah, no, that's that's cool. It's country. just it's
0: just such a silly name, Fandango. Yeah. Like you, you, but there's a similar there now. In I uh, I feel like they need to introduce a first name. They like can start calling yeah. him Steve Fandango, Stevie and, Fandango, and then slowly, cool. slowly, sort of start dropping the Fandango really? and just calling him Stevie.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I kind of.
0: Maybe Steve... Yeah, maybe a first name would save it. If it was like if it, was Fandango, Fandango. it was like a, Sounds like the name of a a dog or something. It is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a dance, do not it? Yeah. Or is that guy you sleep with on
1: holidays? Not you, but like... He's no... You Like, oh, you had a Fandango, did you? Like when you come back.
0: Well, like a, like a holiday romance, is it? That's yeah, like that, a holiday romance yeah. in your head, is it? A Fandango. Is it? I don't think so. Oh, right. right, so... <laughs> he runs in, clears the ring... Yeah. And him and uh, Tyler Breeze have a hug they have a heart to heart yeah it, it looks as though the other guys might be trying to come back but they, yeah, they're no, too afraid they're, of the dancing too afraid, man too afraid and they were, And that was great that was a nice start to the show a good solid wrestling match mm-hmm. they made a recap of Ayo Shirai and Candice LeRae's feud yeah. from the other week where uh, Ayo Shirai had beaten up Candice LeRae's friend really viciously in the ring Candice LeRae runs in forces a disqualification um did you have any thoughts on on this bit, or? Uh yeah, can't remember it. That's fine. That's <laughs> Then we had it was just a brief bit, but because it comes yeah. back later in one, I I wanted to kind of just mention it. But and then we had Bronson Reed versus Cameron Grimes. Uh that's in the tour. Ta- that's in the tournament. The NXT breakout tournament was one of these. The Australian guy. Yeah, Cameron Grimes was an Australian no sorry Bronson Reed, Reed was Brazil the, straining. straining yeah yeah what
1: did you think of this match yeah I liked it really liked it Um, again uh, really like Bronson Reed feel like he's he's got really good like what I kept saying is strong style it yes. seems like quite a hard style to pull off because that's like class aggressive in a way you're relatively static from right and you you have to like but then he used it like a, a lot and he made a match come out like really felt like it came yeah right. well
0: strong style is supposed to be like kind of hard striking yeah hard kicking yeah quite kind of tough and stiff strikes which is kind of weird in wrestling where you're going like well what's everyone else doing there soft style yeah but I just mean
1: it it would seem almost like like it could be quite 2D I think Mm. um, compared to how how versatile other other wrestlers are Uh, but he manages to like I don't know I don't quite know how maybe it's just the minutia of his like his persona Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or the way he like moves between like sets of moves and stuff but it just felt really like this This guy is tough like he, he's really quick mm-hmm. um, kind of like a bit like The Undertaker in a sense and I don't, I don't mean obviously characteristically I literally just mean how you're watching someone who's like this huge guy and somehow you feel like he's he's really he's quick and he's moving he's thinking ahead
0: yeah he's got that combination of strength and ability yeah and, and agility so yeah, I can do the kind of Fast, quick stuff, but also when he does them he's gonna hit you with. Like a. Clam- there's a lot of weight behind that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then, what about Cameron Grimes? Uh, don't remember much of him. Uh, <laughs> he he won the match, unfortunately, though. So we'll be seeing him in the final next week. Uh, How did
1: he win? where yeah, did he pin he, won?
0: Him? he caught him at the end. Uh,
1: oh, that's the thing I remember about this match.
0: Mm. Sorry, should we say that I watched the the match on a. Because oh yeah, I, it's been a bit of a weird week, and we've been traveling to the Edinburgh Festival. So we watched the coach, uh, the yeah, exactly. the episode, on a National Express coach, yeah. on my mobile phone, yeah. which was not ideal circumstances, and the Wi Fi that the National Express promises is not up to scratch. I'm just worried people might think I'm an idiot. Right, because you don't remember. Oh yeah, because we we're watching this kind of piecemeal, and and so that's why if we're not as on top of things as we usually yeah. are. That's. Uh, why that is but yeah so what, what was the thing you were going to say that you remember well
1: I'm not, sure if I'm not sure what your point is but uh, with that Bronson Reed guy his finisher was that sort of mad he jumps across him and his full weight lands on, them, on right,
0: him right yeah,
1: yeah. yeah and I felt like That, that surely that's a pinfall because I feel like he did that to mm. this um, uh, what's that guy's name Cam- Cameron, Grimes. Cameron Grimes he did that to him and they didn't to me it didn't seem like there was enough time between that huge move happening which mm. I'm, yeah like I said is his finisher and Cameron Graham's getting back on his feet and then like bringing him down I was like that guy looks di-. like that's a, that
0: feel like be it's a like, bit more devastating yeah. I mean, he should have to kind of really then like build it back up slowly or, yeah, or yeah. do a
1: sneaky little thing as opposed to oh, you've done. it'd be like somebody getting people's elbowed and then just being like up two seconds later and I've, winning a match just, I feel
0: like they may be in a tight spot here where they're going okay this is our first chance to be on TV. Yeah. We want to get all our shit in. We want to look good. Yeah. But also, we've been allocated, like, six, seven, eight minutes, whatever it is. For the first time on TV? And, well, they were in yeah, the first round, came, were they? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And I don't know, they might have been with other companies on <coughs> smaller shows, but certainly oh, but the first time on WWE. Okay, okay. TV. So, they
1: wanted to, like, give it their all, and that that is. But then sense, they're kind yeah. of limited
0: for time, so they don't have the time to kind of necessarily sell a load of... Of her and kind of spend time lying yeah. around on the floor. Oh, sorry, Which, Cameron, doesn't, that didn't... doesn't mean that's not a valid point as, yeah. a, you know, as a viewer of the show, but I'm just wondering maybe that's what they were thinking. As, like, yeah, yeah. And then we had Matt Riddle um, talking to what was described as NXT's social media team, but they were interviewing him for TV, so I don't know what that was <laughs> <laughs> It was a short a st- sweet interview. They caught him kind of coming out of the gym and asked him if he was training. Um, to face Killian Dane, who attacked him in the ring last week and threw him through the stage, and he said, "Like if Killian Dane uh, wants to fight me, he shouldn't like attack me from behind. Oh, oh, you, yeah, you should see like, yeah. what what it's like to fight me head on, face to face." And that was a match, announced as a match for next week. So that's, that's something to look exciting. forward to. Yeah. Not much to say though; it was very short and sweet. And then we had the kind of in ring segment between Shayna Baszler. And um, Mia Yim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this was kind of a weird segment for me. Yeah. Um, How much do you know about Shayna Baszler or Mia Yim? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, so Shayna Baszler is like the big monster heel. Yeah. In the divi- in the women's division. Like, she's really tough and scary and intimidating, and she's held onto the belt for ages, and no one can beat her, beat her or take it off her. And not only is she being tough, but she's also got, like... And these hench women, who she you know, hangs around with, and who will interfere and cause trouble. Yeah, yeah. So, she's pretty badass, but yeah, she's the heel that everyone hates. Mia Yim is kind of a face, and she's supposed to have of this kind of um, backstory where she's risen risen from quite a tough upbringing on the yeah. st- from the streets and kind of has overcome that. Too. Overcome that to get where she is today, and and people like her, which is great. This whole segment seemed a bit like they were doing this talking section basically ahead of a match they're going to have for the belt at TakeOver. Mm. So they're doing this segment to kind of hype it up. The whole thing seemed really backwards to me because the audience, you can tell who's the heel and who's the face just from the audience reaction, who's, yeah. getting, booze, who's getting cheers. But Shayna Baszler comes out and it's basically. because Oh, yeah, because Mia Yim, the last couple of weeks we've seen CCTV footage of Mia Yim beating up her henchwomen like one, backstage, one, one, one of them yeah. in like a car park, slamming her head in a car door. The other one slammed into a locker backstage. Yeah. So that's been happening too weeks running. Shayna Baszler comes out and is basically going, Look, you've been at my friends, that's really shitty. Yeah. Um, you think you're the best but this isn't the streets, you're gonna have to face me in the ring and I'm yeah, the best in yeah. the ring and in was legitimate a legitimate fight. That. Yeah. I'm a legitimate fighter, and she's got MMA credentials and things, so she was in like UFC instance, so she's proper. Cool. And and then other than she does at one point call me yeah, a street rat, but the rest of the time I'm kinda of going, Yeah, she has That's a That's a good point. She has a point.
1: Actually weirdly, when I watched it, I was kind of on her side. Yeah. Um I thought she did a really good job of I, I realize how hard it must be when you're a a wrestler stood in the ring trying to give your character like a voice and specifically yeah. the wording, like you can you have to keep it on track and there's a real skill just in uh, well, from her perspective, definitely when you're a heel, anyway, saying something and I oh, yeah, I, I know. Um, I just really appreciate it, like, I could feel like it coming to life, you know, mm. in a really good way. And being a heel as well, it's really commendable, I think, if you can like pull that off. That's a hard thing to pull off, yeah. You're right, she's almost doing it to the point where but when I watched that, I was like, Yeah, get in the ring, yeah.
0: Well, she's a great performer, but the material they're giving her is almost building it, like, yeah, she's not the bad guy in this yeah. scenario, like, someone's been going around. Sneak attacking her friends in yeah. car parks and locker rooms, Yeah. and now she's saying, "Come and face me in the ring, I'm it's a legitimate fighter." Yeah, they should have. Found... Mia Yim comes out quite smug, so sort of says claims not to know anything about her friends being beaten up. Yeah. Oh, what happened to your friends? I don't know anything about it, even though we've seen it on the, seen the CCTV. Literally got TV event, like, yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but I'm looking forward to the match. So it's done its job in terms of hyping that, I guess. Yeah. That's gonna be good. Then Candice Lerae is outside the building with William Regal
1: yes because what she's going to do is smash up a car or
0: something. so well, so she was outside the building and she's obviously waiting around uh, she's in a feud with Io Shirai and I guess oh, the idea yeah. is she's hanging around to see if Io Shirai turns yeah. up to kind of have a go at her or beat her up or whatever William Regal he's the commissioner uh, of NXT he turns up he's like right I know where you're here but I've told Io Shirai to stay a lot way, so you're not going to find her um, you might as well go home she demands a takeover match uh, at the next takeover event that's coming up SummerSlam weekend William Regal says yeah brilliant you can have yeah. that because he pretty much gives ever like you know on main roster WWE yeah when Vince McMahon or Triple H or Stephanie McMahon whoever is in yeah. charge they basically try and undercut the talent and piss them off and yeah, get in their way do, yeah William Regal, they just ask him for stuff and he goes, Yeah, you can have that oh, much. Good for it. Do you need yeah, to win yeah, the car park? Good luck. Yeah. There's a match coming up that's going to be a two out of three fools match. Yeah. And so between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole for the oh, NXT cool. Championship. Yeah, like Adam Cole. And they're kind of saying there's going to be basically one of them picks the first stipulation, the other one picks the second stipulation. So for each of the three fools. Yeah, yeah. And if, if it's one each, one pin each at the end of the second one. Then William Regal picks the third one, yeah. and I think his his stipulation is just to be whoever rin- runs to my office, knocks on the door, and asks. Real quick, gets <laughs> them out. That's what I think he's going to do. Yes, you can have that. Yes, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a confused yeah. old caretaker. Yeah, yeah it's just it's like doesn't just, want to upset the kids. Just a l- really lovely, well-meaning uh, yeah, old man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but, but he's announced his takeover match, which is actually really good as well, because normally takeovers only have one women's match on. Yeah, um, there's normally five matches, one women's match. And so this one, there's going to be two women's matches, which That's is good. Cool. That's uh, cool. I don't know if that means there'll be six matches altogether, or if that just means we're getting... Right. That two two out of the five will be women, yeah, yeah. which I think would be better, really, because you don't want the night to run too long on those. And, so and really the energy, because the they keep the energy up so much during those fast um, takeover matches. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to watch that, thing. That's going to be great. Come on in. You got me in, man. But then we had another match that is kind of setting up for... The takeover because there's going to be a triple threat match at takeover between Roderick Strong Pete Dunne and the Velveteen Dream yeah so we have Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunne and oh, Pete Dunne is
1: incredible he, yeah you like him oh my life yeah I just didn't that's a whatever he's doing it's just like magic because he's just so versatile he could do that match was great that was really great there was loads going on um I felt like they were both playing this story of like, obviously it was it strong had the, the fingers uh, problem with his like elbows or something. And and then Pete Dunne had a problem with his back.
0: Well, they were, well, Broderick Strong is known as like the the Messiah of the backbreaker. Backbreaker. So he likes to work on people's backs. Pete Dunne is known for his joint manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's always bending and snapping people's fingers. and, And actually that's something he's a British wrestler. And another British wrestler who used to like to do a lot of that was William Regal. Yeah. A kindly old caretaker man from man, earlier. Look he, he when he back when he was wrestling regularly, he used to do a lot, lot of that stuff. And the reason he said is because like if, you're just a fan at home, hmm. you can see people getting choked, slammed, or suplexed, or whatever. But when you see someone having their fingers bent back yeah. or snapped, really like that's a pain you can actually relate to at home. Yeah shit that Absolutely. Hurt, you know? well the
1: reaction to it I mean the end of that match was huge when he did that mm. when he did that one movement that got more reaction than him doing a backflip
0: and he got a submission from like snapping That yeah, and it
1: looked like fair enough You really built yeah, yeah. into it but like I said I really liked the way that they um, utilised like they carried that going throughout like he'd work on the elbow a bit and he really felt it you know early on and then you know he pulled Pete Dunn down onto the apron of the ring at that one point where he's going to jump off his the, term, the second rope mm. to the outside mm. and um, Strong got up and pulled him down and he hit his back and all of those things looked they look painful man like and uh, you just feel like that's going on as this other match uh, they dipping into that and coming out doing some incredible wrestling like loads of just ridiculous moves. that Pete Dunne guy like I said like doing that weird suplex thing off the top rope it's like a dinner lady doing yoga mm. it's amazing um and I just couldn't my, and he's like huge as well he's not someone you'd think could move like that like we were saying earlier just using his body weights so it seems
0: more um I don't know I really enjoyed it right and that, and that ended as we mentioned on the Pete Dunn victory yep yeah. <clears throat> with the, the finger snapping and then after that we had uh, Pete Dunn sort of celebrating against mm. the ropes, and then Velveteen Dream, Dream came out. comes out holding his belt. Yeah, kind of sneaks up on him. Looks like he's gonna hit him with the belt. That's uh, Yeah, I thought right he's gonna hit him. I didn't really know why he was gonna yeah. hit him, but weaken him. Well, yeah, I guess. But like, he's not normally like he's not an out-and-out heel. Yeah. So, but he come, but then he doesn't. Pete Dunn just trying to turn around and sees him it's just like he's sort of showing off the belt mm. then Pete Dunne grabs him and starts chucking him about right, and slamming yeah. him around with his
1: sunglasses on
0: yeah
1: that, I know that worried you it worries me I don't think they should be resting in sunglasses because like, I
0: really worry about the lens coming out and, what, like getting his eye mm. damaged then isn't it but if he'd taken them off you yeah. can't take them off ahead of a sneak attack do you because you, you don't know the guy's about to attack you no
1: he doesn't need to wear them in the first place
0: no he was indoors wasn't he he wasn't. Yeah, us. fair point. So, but... D- really this was a weird situation. Like, normally, we watch NXT. Like, the crowds are pretty excited throughout. Mm. You know, they'll shut up and they'll listen to the performers talk, but, like, they are cheering and booing at all the, all yeah, the right places. Yeah. This felt like... don't know if you know this. It felt like the crowd did not quite know how to react <coughs> to Pete Dunn beating up the Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Because they love... Both of, Both of them. Both of them. I do not know who to support or like, oh, who's the bad guy. Our friends oh, are fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Daddy are fighting. They're gonna have to make one of Is those. It an our fault? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it'd be easier to make a Velveteen Dream seems like somebody that if he did something awful mm. people would be like, he seems quite hateable in a way.
0: He's very cosmetic, he's very arrogant. Yeah. I feel like you could take that character and yeah. easily turn it into a heel. You should do that, I They've they've played it but kind of in the middle yeah Um, to see where it goes yeah and I, I can certainly see him playing like either either one or both of those maybe that's what they were trying
1: to do with that maybe they were trying to you know make him sneaky coming into a ring that's not a thing a face would do yeah originally
0: is it like and then I don't know if Pete Dunne is supposed to be the hero taking yeah it out, but and they were expecting it to work but everyone was kind of like interesting to see how that develops going forward yeah. but obviously we just left on chance of triple threat triple threat and I believe that we've got one more episode and then it's coming out. sometime this month anyway. Yeah. That takeover, so.
1: I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to yeah. watch
0: it anyway. Brilliant. All right. So, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on it again. That's um, right. Thanks for listening. Listeners at home or in the car or wherever you may be. It's been a slightly briefer episode this week, but uh, we spent a long day on a coach, so, you know, cut us some slack. We'll speak to you next time. Thanks very much. Bye.